Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day two of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the opportunity to read your word. Show us more of you today. Help us learn more of your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, day two brings us to Matthew chapter two, where we read about the wise men going to Jerusalem to find Jesus. They followed the bright star that led to baby Jesus. Their presence concerned King Herod, who called on the chief priests to inquire about where the Christ was supposed to be born. Of course, he was told Bethlehem. Herod sent for the wise men and told them to let him know when and where they found him so he could go and worship baby Jesus. The wise men were ecstatic when they found Jesus. They worshipped him and gave them valuable gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then they were divinely warned in a dream to go home another way and not tell Herod about the child. Joseph was warned in a dream to take his family to Egypt until Herod's reign was over. Herod was furious about the wise men deceiving him and made the edict to put to death all the male children in Bethlehem who were two years old and younger. A tragic prophecy was fulfilled from Jeremiah 31, 15, which says, A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they were no more. We cannot imagine the grief the families and the town suffered because of Herod's anger, fear, and jealousy. Joseph had another divine dream when Herod died and was told to take his family back to Israel. Then he had another dream where he was led to Galilee, a town called Nazareth, and another prophecy was fulfilled from Isaiah 11:1, 1, which says, He shall be called a Nazarene. We see how there could have been confusion later on when the Pharisees didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah because he was supposed to come from Bethlehem. All the moving around Joseph did with his family hid the truth from the learned men. We'll talk about this another time. Let's see what's happening in chapter 2 of the book of Acts. We read about the day of Pentecost. Verse 2 says, When suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the rushing of a violent tempest blast, and it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. The people and the building are filled with the Holy Spirit. We read about the different languages they are given. In verse 6, there is a clue about why they are given these languages. Each one heard them, the apostles, speaking in his own particular dialect. God showed himself magnificent to everyone there that day. Of course, some thought the apostles were drunk with wine. But Peter stood up and spoke eloquently about God and his son Jesus. One of his most powerful statements is in verse 21, which says, And it shall be that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, invoking, adoring, and worshiping the Lord Christ, shall be saved. We see God's love here. He didn't leave anyone out. He didn't save some and not others. He sent his son to save all people, which means you and me. You are loved and adored by Almighty God and his son Jesus. When the people of the day heard Peter, they asked him how they could be saved. His answer is the same for us today. Peter said, repent, change your views and purpose to accept the will of God in your inner selves instead of rejecting it and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness and release from your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He goes on to say, 
For the promise of the Holy Spirit is to and for you and your children, and to and for all that are far away, even to and for as many as the Lord our God invites and bids to come to himself. The gift of the Holy Spirit is for you today just as much as it was for the apostles thousands of years ago. Verse 46 is underlined in my Bible and says, They partook of the food with gladness and simplicity and generous hearts. Gladness, simplicity, and generosity. We can apply these to our lives today. This is something for us to think about as we read and meditate on God's word. Well, let's see what Genesis chapters 3 and 4 have to tell us today. Chapter 3 details the fall of mankind when the serpent tempts Eve. He tells her they will not die if they eat the fruit. Just the opposite will happen. He tells her their eyes will be opened. And isn't that what temptation is all about? The thing we are tempted to do looks better than what we have now. The enemy continues to deceive us today in much the same way. Another thing that entered mankind that day was fear. Adam and Eve feared God because they were naked. Next came the consequences of their actions. God made snakes and women enemies. God made women suffer during pregnancy and childbirth. God made the ground cursed, which required sorrow and toil to produce food to eat. God made death a thing. He said that man would return to dust from where they came. Even so, God showed his love when he made them close. We should know that even though we sin, God will care for us as he cared for Adam and Eve. He clothed them to prepare them to live outside perfection and outside of the garden. In chapter 4, Eve became pregnant with Cain, the farmer, and then Abel, the shepherd. Cain brought the Lord an offering of fruit, and Abel brought the firstborn of his flock. The Lord preferred Abel's offering. Cain was furious, and the Lord told him to hold his temper and work hard. In verse 7, God gives him advice that we can use today. He said, If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Cain didn't master it and eventually killed his brother Abel. His consequences were severe. He told God that it was more than he could bear. He was hidden from God, hidden from God's presence. I dare say we could not take this either. I am convicted every time I read this story. God tells us we must master the temptation to sin because it crouches at our door. Jesus taught us to pray that we will not be led into temptation. May God keep us strong against temptation. We see his love as he declared that if anyone took Cain's life, God's vengeance would be upon them sevenfold. Cain feared that some trouble would devour him, but God protected him. Well, let's see what the second psalm teaches us today. Verse 11 says, Serve the Lord with reverent awe and worshipful fear. Rejoice and be in high spirits with trembling, lest you displease him. God deserves our reverence and our worship. He is the creator of all we see and know, including all the things scientists don't know yet. And he is the creator of you and me. He thought of us before the world was made and placed us here for such a time as this. We are here to worship him. Let us pray. O oh Lord, we pray that you will continue to water our hearts with your word and enfold us in your love as you teach us more about you and your love for us. Draw us closer to you as we read your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. 
I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.